Greetings, ladies and mental gents, and welcome to this daily science fiction extravaganza, commonly known as Tales, Tales from Outer from space. Out, space. space. Taken from the subreddit HFY, all the relevant links will be down below. And, as always, I hope that you enjoy. And if you do, please consider supporting the channel. On to the science fiction. Story number one. Humans are weird. That is not a snake. Written by Betty Adams. It's cool, guys. Sergeant Grimes waved up the tree-like plants that now hid two flights of the winged. The bright copper head about the size of a golf ball poked out of the cluster of mauve leaves and twin black eyes glared out at him from under ten horns. If it's cool, 25 clicks demanded, then why did you just leap half of your height into the air and scream out profanity? There was a cable on the ground, Grimes said, pointing down at the offending item. He bent down, scooped up the length of cable, holding it up for the flight to see. Slowly, more heads popped out of the foliage and glared at the item. Grimes stifled a laugh at the image of the tree full of small, angry berries. Why? 25 clicks asked as he fluttered down to land on Grimes' shoulder. Did you display a fantastic leap for a human over a harmless piece of trash? I thought it was a snake, Grimes said with a shrug. He shoved the cable into his backpack as the rest of the flight circled around him. That, 25 clicks said, looks nothing like the three other items that you claimed triggered the snake response. Does to a human... Grimes replied cheerfully. And besides, there are lots of snakes. Could look like most any crawly thing. Or is it a complicated plot to frighten our species away from this horrific planet full of snakes? A voice muttered from the trees. An able defense of your homeworld. No snakes in the north and south, Grimes corrected as he started walking again. You mean the places that are constantly covered in ice? Another voice demanded. Look, Grimes said with a shrug, it's a choice. You live where the air hurts your face, or you live where you might get death bite by a nope rope at any step. Twenty-five clicks but back a hiss and reminded himself that the human made them safer. He could put up with the strangeness. End of story. Story number two. Writing prompt. In most of the galaxy, walls are often just shows of strength fighting as a last resort. As such, weapons are designed to be elaborate and flashy. Turns out humans, whose weapons are built with efficiency in mind, have a different understanding of war. Written by Ak-1308 You do not belong here. Adam Delaney, Terran ambassador to the Galactic Assembly, turned at the shouted accusation and sighed internally. Yeah, thought so. His interlocutor was Jassar Kolbar, a Presire ambassador, ten feet of aggression squeezed into a six feet eight brawn. Whenever Jassar spoke, other ambassadors hurried to agree, and whenever he shouted, as he was doing now, they all shrank back out of the way. In other words, he had them by the short and curdies. I disagree, Adam crept his voice smooth and modulated, reaching the far corners of the chamber with ease. Terra's application to the galactic will never go through, so long as my people hold space. 
Jassar was striding towards Adam. His shoulders were hunched forward with his massive fists, all four of them clenched. You would be best served to leave now before the vote even goes through. Because if you stay, I will throw you out into the street like a drag you are. And as soon as word goes out, a fleet will be interdicting your world. You will follow our will, or you will perish. With the last word, he jammed his finger into Adam's chest, which was all the provocation Adam was willing to take. He'd been watching Jassar's body language, and he'd come to some interesting conclusions. Grabbing the offending digit, Adam bent it back abruptly. Jassar screamed shrilly as it snapped with a sound like a stick cracking through. But Adam wasn't done yet. Reaching up, he took a hold of the frilled neck of the Jassar's formal robes, yanked downwards, and as Jassar bent forward, Adam planted a perfect headbutt onto the bridge of the huge alien's nose. Cartleach crackled, and Jassar stumbled backwards, then flopped onto his butt, two hands supporting him, while one casually explored his nose. The fourth, with one finger bent backwards at a sickening angle, was of no good to him at all. You, you struck me, exclaimed Jassar in a much less domineering tone that he'd been using up to date. Why did you strike me? Internally, Adam set out a sigh of relief. So it was all just a bluff. Good to know. He was sold to me first, he said, stepping forward so that he could loom over the seated ambassador. And now you've learned an important truth. What truth is that? Maroon blood was running from Josiah's nose. He held up his hand, coated in the stuff, as if he'd never seen it before. Terrans hit back, and sometimes we strike first. Adam folded his arms. So, what was that about throwing me to the street? Josiah cringed back from his stone. Perhaps uh, we can reach an agreement. Adam smiled, showing his teeth. Josiah flinched. I just bet we can. End of story. Story number three. The Hegemony, written by Anti-Money Squandering. The floor recognizes the honorable sentient from the tyrant contingent. Thank you, Arbiter. The alien skidded forward on its many legs, stopping in the center to address the gathered species. Some sat upon chairs reminiscent of thrones, grandiose structures of metals and stone, inlaid with precious metals and technology. Others were seated upon more humble arrangements. Others were seated upon more humble arrangements. Occasionally, the jealous glances of the aliens set their betters. Both, however, disdained to acknowledge their representatives of the lower classes, seated towards the back of the chamber on the ground itself. The Tarrant likewise ignored them, directly its oratory to the others. Esteemed members of the hegemony, it announced, bowing its slender pale blue frame at the waist, its legs lowering in unison. It raised itself and performed the gesture again, albeit by barely lowering itself towards those seated in the more basic seats. An aspiring candidate. As you know, the Tarrant, along with the Amtar and the Lanel, were founding members of the Great Alliance. We have been there, guiding, leading since the start. 
So do not misunderstand when I say that was what has been brought before us in the setting poses in the single greatest risk to the hegemony's rule in living memory. There was a surge of noise in the closing statement, mainly from the hegemony members, banging first claw and tentacle onto their ornate seats. The candidates were only slightly less vocal, their limbs pounding onto the unadorned metal. Those seated on the floor furthest away remained silent. The Tarrant opened its maw to speak again, but noticed the seated Amtor stand. The Tarrant shook the vibrant orange spines that emerged from the back of its robe in acquiescence and returned to its seat. The Amtor puffed up its huge throat sack in thanks and waddled into the center of the room. It took a moment to stare around at the audience as the Tarrant had, its bulbous black eyes reflecting back the faces of those daring enough to return his gaze. It raised its bladed forelimbs into the air, clashing them together to create a disconcerting keening noise that caused some watching aliens to lean back or cry out in discomfort. The Amtor licked its blackened lips, moistened them till they matched the wet sheen of its skin and slowly lowered its forelimbs. It stabbed them into the floor and leaned its bulk up against them heavily. The Tarrant speaks the truth, it rasped, its prehensile tail rising up behind its back to the point at members in turn. The hegemony was built and has thrived on a few unshakable tenants, the key foundation of which is simple, even for those new to the Empire. The tail flicked out in an arc to indicate the aliens sat on the floor. Three species were represented, two in large groups that huddled together, staring up at the assembly. The third species was marked by a sole member seated away from the others, their expression calm. The Amtar turned so that its back was to these. Sacrifice for greatness, everyone must earn their place. It swept its tail out to gesture at the other full members of the hegemony. Those of you who sit here as heads of our empire equals to me and mine. You have served your time. You have done your duty, and now you justly enjoy the spoils of your labor. Many of the aliens spoke up in waves of approval and agreement, the Amtar smiling with razor-spine-like teeth that occasionally pierced the meat of its mouth. A few delegates in the lower seats remained silent, however, some now deigning to glance at the species sat huddled in the back. So why are we here? What threatens the hegemony? An outside force? A new enemy? Its speech, still croaking and rough, was nonetheless increasing in volume, the throat sack thrumming with the force of its voice. It stabbed its tail out towards the alien seated in the basic chair, a small reptilian biped that licked its eyes nervously with a long red tongue. No, instead it is a threat from within our own ranks that draws us here today. The sentient from the Arbol contingent, speak. The reptilian alien continued to lick its eyeballs for a few more moments, while the heavy gaze of the Amtor and the others lay upon it. Eventually, it stood, opting to clamber up to its seat given its diminutive size. It trembled slightly, other members of its race behind treading soft encouragements. 
It battered the Talnal device suspended from the chest, clearing its throat softly before finally addressing the awaiting crowd. Greetings, fellow candidates, esteemed hegemony members, the aspiring. The hegemony members, led by the Amtor, bristled at being addressed second before expressing their shock at the Arbol, including the lowest class in its introductions. The small Arbol, still trembling slightly, weathered the tide of noise, with frills on its neck fluttering. This is the greatest empire that the universe has seen. That is true. We do not doubt the might of the hegemony. However, it is built upon pain. It relies on tactics of intimidation and abuse. It enslaves those who wish to join, and those who choose not are lucky if they get given the option of enslavement. Slavery, the Amtor bellowed, its throat sack inflating what its deep laughter. Its black eyes remained fixed on the arbor, however, the false mirth never reaching its dead eyes. We merely offer the aspiring a chance to be a part of something greater. Access to technology greater than any in the galaxy. Yes, in return we expect them to do more, to earn this gift that we give them, to provide their people the power, the labor required for the gargantuan hegemony to flourish. For the many to be safe, some must be put in harm's way. We have all done our time, Marvel, and we have risen. So can they. The assembled aliens broke out in cheers as the Amtor finished its speak, the turret rising to its multitude of feet once more to join it in the center. It offered the mollifying smile at the still-baying audience, before raising its spindly limbs high into the air for quiet. It glanced quickly down at the far shorter Amtor, which returned his gaze, blinking slowly. They turned as one to stare at the arbor. May I inquire as to why you have brought this up only now, esteemed Arbol delegate? The Tarrant questioned, its voice measured, soft, but carrying easily to all corners of the room. Your people have earned the rank of candidate, after all. You have completed your aspiring. It paused, looking around the room at the seated species begun to mutter amongst themselves, some throwing pointed glances at the reptilian aliens. The Tarrant allowed its gaze to pass over the aspiring themselves for the first time, a smile painted on his face. You, who would bring down our system, have already benefited. Why would you seek to destroy that now? Could it perhaps be that your recently failed application for full hegemony member status? The Arbol contingent all jumped up in agitation as the speaker protested this. The room was a cacophony of sound as the gathered aliens roared their disapproval. It began to abate, the aftershocks reverberating, the Tarrant opening its maw to speak once more. Its posture relaxed. We agree with the Arbol. The Tarrant closed its mouth in surprise at the intrusion, staring at the seated audience to determine who would dare to speak. After a moment, it turned slowly to face the aspiring. The two larger groups remained seated on the floor, huddled together even closer as if they feared punishment by association. The sole member of the third aspiring species was now on its feet and walking towards them at the center of the floor. 
The Tarrant blinked a few more times, unable to wipe the shock from its face as the creature stopped just before it, barely reaching its waist in height. Your opinion means nothing, Aspiring, the Tarrant hissed in fury. You have not earned the right. There was a scratching noise as the Amtar lifted her bladed limbs into the air again, shuffling forward and slamming them down either side of the unflinching, outspoken alien. Where are the other representatives of your race? The Amtar growled, its breath a hot mist. Aspiring tend to learn their place better if they can see executions with their own eyes. The alien turned from Amtor, ignoring it, and looked up at the gangly tarrant, its head cocked slightly to one side. I represent the combined forces of humanity, the alien continued, idly reaching out and tapping the bladed forelimb of the Amtor and listening to the noise it emitted. We recommend that the Arbol's comments be enacted with immediate effect. The Tarrant laughed, an ugly sound, leaning over the Amtor to stare even closer at the unimpressive alien. Or what, human? Your race is aspiring now, whether it wishes it or not. You cannot leave. The human closed its eyes and its voice rose, becoming louder than they thought the body should be capable of. We have no intention of leaving. We do not wish to start a war with the hegemony, but we cannot allow this practice to continue. And while we do not wish for war, let me assure you, we have become very skilled in it. The Amtor laughed, its limbs shaking with exertion. After a moment, it stopped and looked up at the Tarrant, surprised that it had not joined in. The Tarrant had flushed a deep purple color and taken a step back from both the Amtor and the human. How is it speaking? Aspiring do not have Tarnal devices. It should be unable to understand us. How is it communicating? The human, eyes still closed, unerring pointed its face towards the panicked Tarrant. The Amtor swung its ponderous, damp head between the both, confused. The Tarrant struck its own skull with one clawed hand, its eyes whitening and breathing unsteady. It's in our heads. It's speaking into our freaking heads. The Amtor turned back towards the human, still nonplussed, raising one of its edged limbs in the air as if to squash the annoyance. The limb remained suspended in midair, the Amtor grunting with surprise. You asked where the other representatives of our race were. We sent one because we only needed one. The Amtor licked its lips unconsciously. As it listened, the Amtor's face completely still and unmoving. As it delivered its speech, the human opened its eyes suddenly, a vivid green, and jerked its gaze sharply to the left. Accompanying this were two loud cracks as the forelimbs of the Amtor shattered, pieces of broken bone and ichor falling wetly to the floor. The Tarrant turned to leave but froze, the only movement, the slowly increasing shaking of its venomous back spines. One by one they shattered, like a glass vibrator beyond breaking point, into the orange shards. As it howled, purple blood ran down from the holes now dotting in its back and the rivulets from its blue eyes, covering its slime chest. Both aliens fell to the floor, the Tarrant still twitching softly. The human stepped over these bodies and looked around the seated aliens arrayed before it. It smiled, 
the only movement of its mouth as it addressed them. As I said, while we are very good at it, we do not desire war. The human turned to leave, ensuring to not step on the growing puddle of mingled purple and green ichor that pooled on the floor. The hegemony, as you know it, will die in one way or another. It is up to you to decide if you die with it. End of story. And that, my friends, concludes this dose of science fiction fun. I hope that you enjoyed. And if you did, please don't forget to support the author from the link down below. But if you want to support this channel, there are links as well down below for you to help with. But the easiest way would be to share this video. And if you are so inclined, subscribe as well. I will see you all in the next episode, and I hope that you all have a fantastic time until then. Cheers.